Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sib Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me, I'm with my co-host, Jack Vandermatter. What it do, what it do. We're back with a special guest today. Yeah, a really, really special guest, Browns defensive tackle, Vincent Taylor. Welcome to the show, Vincent. Good. Thank y'all for having me, man. I'm honored to be on here with you guys on y'all podcast. Yeah, I mean, we're super honored to have you on. We're blessed to have you on, and I think we have a great show ahead of us today. So for those of you who don't know Vincent, he is a Browns defensive tackle. He is from San Antonio, Texas, but originally from Louisiana. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I rep both of them, but New Orleans will always be home. But uh, shout out San Antonio, but I'm a New Orleans kid. Yeah. So after that, Vincent made his way up to Oklahoma State University, where he played there yeah. for four years, redshirting, and then playing three straight years after that. And he was even a first-team All-Big 12 as a redshirt junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was drafted by the Miami Dolphins in the sixth round, 194th overall, where he played two seasons there and played in 21 games. After that, he spent one season with the Buffalo Bills and now signed as a free agent in September 2020 with the Browns, where he's played in 13 games this year, recording nine tackles, two of which went for a loss, a fumble recovery from Ohio State's Ezekiel Elliott, and he, and he blocked a extra point on the notorious Justin Tucker. So he's making a huge impact here in his little time, and it's been great watching you. So going back to your earlier days, when you were 10 years old, you moved to San Antonio after your home in New Orleans was destroyed after Hurricane Katrina. And we just can't imagine what you went through. And you were even out of school for a year because you didn't have your birth certificate and papers. Just how, challenge, just how challenging was that for you as a normal kid growing up, trying to live life? Well, it was hard, you know, at the time. Even though I was young at the time, you know, I still, me and my brother, we still had an idea of what was going on. You know, like you mentioned, you know, uh, I got relocated to uh, San Antonio, Texas due to Hurricane Katrina. You know, sitting out of school for a year was hard. You know, I tried to go to school out there. And, uh, you know, I didn't have no birth certificate stating who I was. So, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't really go to school until the city of New Orleans was uh, able to open back up and me and my parents was able to go back to get some of the paperwork stating who I was. And then when, when I did get in school, I was getting in a lot of trouble, you know, cause you know, when you relocate from somewhere and then go somewhere else, you know, you're not, you don't really know nobody, you know, you used to being in a certain place and then you got to move and go somewhere else. It could be hard on anybody. And me being a 10 year old at the time, New Orleans was all I knew, you know, I never been out of the state of Louisiana. Until Hurricane Katrina, so like when it was when I got you know relocated, it was hard for me. You know I was getting in fights at school, and then when I did go to school, you know I got kicked out of school. I had to be homeschooled because I was fighting a lot. So my life really didn't get on track until uh, I went to high school. You know I went to high school. My brother uh, got involved in football with him. You know uh, as a sophomore, I made varsity. I was able to play with my brother his last year of high school, and then that's when I really, really you know what I'm saying got on track with everything. First off, it's got to be, like, so, so difficult, like, just relocating, like, the snap of a finger with nothing on you at all either. So I can't imagine how tricky of a move that is, especially for a 10-year-old kid. Right. Right, right. So how did did that put your your life in perspective at the time? And how do you use some of those lessons that you might have learned from that to kind of fuel yourself today? Uh, I use it a lot, you know. uh, I got the date when Hurricane Katrina hit, I got it tatted on me, so it's something that me, my brother, and all my family, we're going to always remember, you know. It's a day that, you know, saved me and my family life, you know, because if, if Hurricane Katrina wouldn't have hit, 
happened, you know, growing up in New Orleans, you know, just knowing what type of city it is. You know, I love the city, but just knowing what type of city it is for uh, younger kids and younger men like me, you know, uh, it's, it's hard living in New Orleans, you know. You got to be on the right track when you're out there. You know, it's, uh, it's easy to find trouble out there. So, you know, I thank God for Hurricane Katrina just because what it did for me and my family life. It would, if it wouldn't have happened, no telling what would I be, you know, when it happened. I was able to get a college degree, you know, uh, get a high school diploma. So uh, to be the first one in my family to graduate from college, that was, that's a blessing, and that I'm honored. I'm honored by that. For sure, for sure. Right, that that's amazing. Like just making it through all that to the point where you are now, and now you're able to spread your story to others and just help them learn mm-hmm. from your experiences. That's amazing. Right, right. You know, everybody, everybody has stories. You know, I don't tell my story for nobody to feel sorry for me. You know, mm-hmm. right. we as people, we all go through adversity. You know, it's just how you bounce back from it. You know, I you. Me going through Katrina, I used that as a stepping stone to get me where I'm at today in life. You know, like going to, like I said, going through uh, high school in San Antonio. San Antonio, just knowing how big football is in Texas, you know, I was able to get D1 offers and then I was able to change my life by going to college. And like you mentioned, look where I'm at today. Right. And in 2015, Oklahoma played at the Sugar Bowl in the Super mm-hmm, Dome. Mm-hmm. How, t- how tough was it for you to go back there and just play a full game there? Uh, I ain't gonna lie, it was, it was emotional for me, you know, mm-hmm. just going back into that Superdome, just knowing that everything that happened uh, with Hurricane Katrina, you know, seeing all the activities that, that took place in there, and then me going back to play a football game. That was my first time actually playing a football game in that in that Superdome. So, you know, uh, just to go back to play in front of my hometown where I'm originally from, it was, it was a blessing, you know, even though, you know, the city was not all the way up to port. You know, some things were, some things wasn't. So just to go back and play, in the city where I was born and raised, you know, it was an honor. Right. Now you're, you've you made it all the way to the NFL, and mm-hmm. you got drafted by the Dolphins, like we said earlier. When you got there, yeah. was, there was there a certain player that kind of like took you under their wing? I ain't gonna lie, I had some some some, some nice vets, you know. Everybody <laughs> know who Adama Fusu was, Ken Wake, uh, guys like Will Hayes, you know, me, and uh, another D-tackle that they drafted uh, from LSU, Devon Gata, you know, me and him clicked up. And we was pretty close. So uh, when I when I got drafted in Miami, coming out for the draft, I kind of I kind of had a idea that Miami was one of the teams that was interested in me just because I had a formal meeting with them when I went to the combine. Mm-hmm. So I knew that they was kind of one of the teams that was probably on board that I would probably end up going to. And then just getting that phone call, you know, you know even though I waited for a while, you know, getting that phone call. When anybody get that phone call, it's life changing. You know, right. I was able to set my I was able to. Continue to do something that I love to do, you know, but not only just change me and my family life. So, you know, I'm still in the league. You know, this is a hard league. It's hard to make it in this league. So right. to be going into my fourth year, you know, is a blessing. And I don't take it for granted. And I'm looking forward to just working hard each and every offseason and just try to continue playing in this league. That's dope. So in your second year with Miami, you injured your foot halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had to go on injury reserve. How did that kind of shape your mentality and what did you learn about it? I ain't gonna lie, this leader humble you quick, you know. Uh, going into my second year, you know, I was putting up some nice numbers. Uh, my second year, I felt like I was having the best, the best season. Of you know, me going into my second year, I think I was playing good ball. You right. know, I, was, I had uh, I was leading the team in sacks at one point with two sacks, you know, and then uh, I had a lot of tackles. I was getting comfortable with being in the NFL. When I say comfortable, now I'm not saying like for us like relax. I'm saying comfortable where I was getting a feel for the speed of the game and. Knowing, you know what I'm saying, how things are ran. So I was kind of getting a feel for the NFL. And then, you know, uh, Thursday night game, we played the Houston, Texas. 
And uh, you know, uh, one play I was just chasing Bashawn and my 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 big toe just kinda, you know what I'm saying, I got dislocated. I'm sorry, I got dislocated. And then man, uh, going through that it was hard on me because like we was only halfway through the season. We had a lot of ball to be played. And like I mentioned, man, I was having You're doing well. I was I was, I was putting up some good numbers uh, mm-hmm. in my second year and it was hard just going through that. It kinda like going on IR, I you know, that's something that nobody wanna go on and just you know, it, it ended my season, so uh, I know I had to come back strong that off season. And then going through that, you know, when I was in Miami, we had a whole new coaching change, so that kind of was hard on me coming off an injury. Right, and it's just really how you bounce back from it, and right, you, right, right, and you've done a great job of it so far. So, should be proud yeah, of yourself. Man, I try to. Uh, that ain't gonna lie, they help me out a lot because now I'm learning to like take care of my body, get weekly massages, and uh, you got to do things. And the uh, extra time that you got, what they're stretching, you know, uh, they got a lot of like massage guns that came out. So I try to use those a lot and make sure I do hot and cold tubs. So uh, going through that injury kind of helped me out because, you know, it, it showed me that I got to do a little extra. Right. Mm-hmm. And just with your career, you've been able to give back, and part of that is you running the Vincent Taylor Ball Out Football Camp uh, mm-hmm. back in San Antonio at James Madison High School. How do you like hope to help those kids when you're there every year and what example do you strive to set for them? I just try to tell them, you know, a lot of kids, you know, when you, not just me, but, you know, guys in the NFL, when they go back to do things for their hometown or for uh, get back to the community, you know, first thing you hear kids say is, man, I want to be just like you when I grow up. And one of the things we as players tell them, you know, don't be don't be like me, be better than me, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, y'all the next generation. You try, to, try to be better than me like guys. Me going to school in San Antonio, even though I'm not from San Antonio originally, like, even though guys from my school went to the NFL, I was the first guy to ever get drafted, you know, from my high school in San Antonio to actually hear my name called uh, on draft day. Just to be one of those guys, you know, I think a lot of people back in uh, San Antonio look up to me. And uh, like you mentioned, the ball out camp, I did two of those. I want to, you know, it's hard times right now during COVID-19 and during this pandemic. But eventually, you know, I want to start that back up. I got something in the store that I'm, you know, working with a business partner on to uh, actually go back to San Antonio to, to open up something during this time in the new year. You know, I'm working on it right now, getting my LLC. So I'll be doing something back in San Antonio that's giving back uh, to the community. Right. And I, 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 I totally get it. It's really hard to do everything with COVID right now, especially like a summer camp with a bunch of kids. Right, you know, we got to make sure they stand safe, man. Exactly. Kids, you know, all they know is run around, be all up on each other. We got to make sure, you know, you're wearing masks as you're washing your hands. So there's a lot that going to that. Yeah, so moving on to a little bit more with the Browns now. What is it like playing for such a talented uh, defensive front? You got so, much, so many guys with experience and talent. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys push each other on a daily basis? And, and how does that kind of room look like? Uh, it's fun, you know, I ain't gonna lie, getting into 10 wins, you know, we got two weeks of the season left, you know, I don't like to speak ahead, you know, uh, yeah. it's a week by week thing, you know, we got two weeks left for the season, uh, we control our own destiny, you know, as long as we go 1-0 each week, we ain't got to worry about what nobody else do, so that's one of the things that Coach talked about, you know, him being his first year as a head coach, you know, I think he did a great job, you know, he's, I respect him, the guys respect him, you know, uh, you talked about our D-line, you know, Miles Garrett, you know, everybody know who he is, but when you see him in practice, you're like, dang, this guy, you know what I'm saying? When you see him get off the ball, you know, I don't want 
put too much out there because you know what I'm saying I don't want to put other teams on alert, but they know who he is. <laughs> guys like you know Olivia Vernon, you know he he's been playing strong. Larry O, uh, Sheldon Richards, you know uh, the young guy Joy, you know I like his name. Uh, yeah. AC, I like all our I like our whole room, you know our our D our D line coach Coach Kiffin and uh, JG, you know uh, I like those guys. You know. I like I like Cleveland as an organization, you know, because they was, they they gave me a chance, you know. So they, they, I'm gonna always like this team because they gave me a chance. And when I say they gave me a chance, you know, when Buffalo let me go, you know, I understood that because this is a business. So uh, there was the team that claimed me. So, you know, I'm always have love for Cleveland, the city of Cleveland and this organization because they gave me a chance. Yes, sir. So you mentioned you mentioned Coach Stefanski in, the, in there and just how great he's been doing. What, mm-hmm. are, what are some of his best traits that you think have made him successful? And how does he compare to, like, previous coaches that you've had? He care about his players, you know, everybody care about their players, but you know, one thing he installed in us is hard work, you know, uh, with this COVID going on, you know, he always make sure we wearing our masks, make sure we doing the right thing we need to do as an organization, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, he's a great coach, you know, he takes it day by day and one, he don't tell us, don't look ahead, he just tell us, let's go one and oh each week. And I think, like I mentioned, that's all we got to do, you know, don't look farther than the week that we got coming up, this new week and then we got two more weeks left so let's just take it week by week don't look ahead nothing I, I really like that week by week mentality just mm-hmm. going one and over week I mean, we, t- we tweeted after every game not like that matters or affects anything but right, right. I, I love the mentality <laughs> there yeah man you gotta take it week by week man we got 10 wins man like I mentioned it's hard, it's hard to win in this league man it's a week to week league it don't matter what you did last year yeah. it don't matter what you did last week you know it's what you could do it in the moment what you could do this week everything can change in a week for sure um exactly speaking on that what are some of the goals that you have for the rest of the season for both yourself and the team for me man just finish out strong you know i'm on my last my last year my rookie contract i didn't want to finish out strong but uh i don't even really be looking you know towards the future like you know i, I really me honestly i take it day by day you yeah know, I let, Everything go day by day. I don't try to look ahead or nothing, you know. For me, I just like having fun, you know. I bring energy. Uh, when I walk in the room, you're going to know I'm in the room because I bring <laughs> energy, whether that's at practice, in a game. During this COVID time, you know, playing without no fans is hard. And that's one of the things that Coach mentioned to us, too. We got to bring our own energy. So, you know, playing in them empty stadiums, when we out there, you know Vincent going to be out there because I'm going to speak. I'm going to bring energy. And that's one of the things that I love. You know, I, I just like having fun, you know, whether that's playing football or that's, you know what I'm saying, in everyday life. You play better when you're having fun. Absolutely. Exactly. And uh, that was one of the things I told some of the guys, you know, after that Baltimore game, even though it didn't go the way we wanted it to go, me personally, I had fun. And I'm trying to do that the remaining of the season and really throughout my whole career. Just have fun with it because it don't last. This, this don't last long. Right. That, that's the best mentality to keep with you and just keep going with. So, For sure. In your opinion, speaking on your game a little bit more, what is one part of your game that you feel like it's at its strongest right now? And what's one part that you're actively trying to improve? Well, there's always room for me improvement. You know, I can't really pick one thing because I remember <laughs> when I first came in this league, one veteran guy told me when I was a rookie, find one thing to be good at, you know, and just focus on that. But nowadays, you know, the league changed. You know, you got to know how to stop the run. You got to know how to be a pass rusher. You know, a lot of teams running that air-rated offense. So you got to learn how to be a pass rusher. But I, in order to get to that, you got to be able to stop the run, you know. And that's one of the things I try to do and bring to a team and contribute to a team is try to stop the run, you know. Do my job, but, you know, you also got to do a little more. Yes, sir. So, all right. Yes, yeah, sir. you want to hop into the quick questions? 
Let's get it, man. I'm, I'm willing to talk all day. If y'all want, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite NFL team growing up? No lie, even though I got drafted by the Dolphins, I'm a, I'm always be a Saints fan, you know, no matter who I play for, you know, that's the home team. You know, I always want to see them win because when they win, you know, it just brings so much joy to the city. And I think the city of New Orleans, they need that. So I'm always be a hometown, hometown team guy. But whoever, whatever team I'm playing for at the moment, that's my favorite team. But I'm also, I'm always be a Saints fan. Yeah. Did you have a favorite player growing up? No lie. I mean, even though I played D tackle, you know, I looked up to guys like Adam Kinsu, uh yeah. I remember uh, during Christmas, my mom bought me a Warren Sapper, you know, yeah. dancing belt. He gonna always be one of my favorite players, you know. And uh, even though uh, I ain't play running back, I like the guys like Deuce McAllister because he was the Saints running back, you know. Mm-hmm. Guys like Aaron Brooks, Joe Horn, uh, all the Saints players, you know. That's yeah. the people who I grew up watching. Probably Warren Sapp. He just one of my favorite players, and just because I was able to get his jersey when I was a little kid. It's a great player to be looking up to, too. Mm-hmm. We heard that you have a big shoe collection, if I'm correct. <laughs> I told you that, yeah. You heard, yeah. I, I, I got, some, I got some, some, some shoes. I got a lot of shoes. I enjoy. That's one of my hobbies, no lie. You know, I enjoy shoes, and I, I enjoy candles. You know, a lot of guys don't like candles, but for mm-hmm. me, I don't know if y'all can see right now, but I got a candle lit up right now. I enjoy shoes and candles. And I'm in the fashion, too. I love football, fashion, shoes, and candles. Oh, so you you must have some game day fits because I I know the players are kind of competing with that. Oh yeah, you know uh, I think in this day and age, you know I, I just not just in our on our team, but you know around the league and all the NBA, the NFL, you know, and that's one of the things that Kendall joke with me about. You know, he he'd be like, I I love to see your closet, and I think <laughs> a lot of people don't know, you know, on this team that like half of my stuff not even here. Uh, most of my clothes are still in Miami, mm-hmm. so. You know, some of the stuff that I wear, you know, they, they be thinking like, oh, that's that's clean. You know, Money Mitch, one of the th- one of the things he always tell me, you know, as a big guy, you know how to dress. So, you know, I just try to I try to switch it up, you know, find things that I like, you know, nowadays you catch a lot of guys with stylists. I wouldn't say I have a stylist, I just go on the internet and find things that I like. And with me having a lot of shoes, I think it's start with my shoes and then I try to find different pieces that match my shoes. That's it. Going back to your shoe collection real quick, do you have a count on it, and do you have like a certain favorite? Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I'm a Jordan One guy. Any Jordan Ones right mm-hmm. now, probably my uh, the shattered backboards. You know, you can't go yeah. wrong with those. The bricks, you can't go wrong with those. Uh, the cool grades, you can't go wrong with those. You know, uh, Virgil doing his thing with the off white. He doing his thing. So I think uh, you know every Travis Scott shoes. I got those except. The Air Force Ones, those are the only Travis Scott that I don't got. Besides those, I have every Travis Scott. So uh, me, like I said, man, I'm in the shoes. The Jordan 1's probably my favorite shoes right now. Larry, that's a good favorite to have. Mm-hmm. You can wear them with anything. You can wear them with a suit. You can wear them with shorts. You can wear them with jeans. So you can't go around with no Jordan 1. Right. Most difficult offensive lineman that you've had to go up against so far? This year or in general? Just in, in your general, career. In your career, anyway. Ooh, that's a tough uh the guy from Baltimore, he was pretty solid. Uh what his name? Uh, he just retired. Uh, Marshall Yonda? Yeah, Yonda, you know, I took my hat to him and don't, don't get me wrong, it's a game where, you know, you gotta respect all but don't fear none, you know. And there's, right. there's some great players in this league, you know. Yonda was a, a good guy, you know. There's a lot of a lot more uh nice guys out there, you know. Oakland they got a they got a nice old line, you know. Uh really for me, I don't really like you know what I'm saying, we always do a scouting report every week mm-hmm. and we talk about you know, online. But one thing about me, you know, I really don't care who I go up against. Yeah. You know, just like you know, what I'm saying, I gotta go up against them. They gotta go up against me, and I say that with respect. You know, so I just like I mentioned, man, I just like to go out there and have fun. Exactly. So talk about having fun. 
Do you have a favorite teammate here in Cleveland? Uh, I got. I, I ain't gonna lie. I can't just pick one though. You know, I, Larry O. I, I be with him in Miami during the all season. So mm-hmm. you know, when I first came here, he was one of the first person I reached out to. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite one, I don't want single out no one. But I, I got a few, so I wouldn't say I was a, a, a favorite one. You know, everybody brings something unique about him. You know, Ov. He's one of my favorite men. Not the same age, and I don't think he's one of my favorite because we had the same age. But just because the type of guy he is, you know, mm-hmm. he's laid back. He's the older guy. He just go with the flow, you know. He don't be in nobody's business, you know. He sit in his locker, play spade, spade. So, uh, OV, my favorite, you know, Miles, he, he's one of my favorites just because, not what he do on the field, but just because what he do in the community. Mm-hmm. And, just, and actually, uh, what people don't know, Miles Garrett was my roommate at the combine, man. I remember being in the room with this guy. And, you know, <laughs> you know, at the combine, you got different time. I remember Miles Garrett waking up playing uh, that song. It goes, I got two tickets to paradise. <laughs> but I ain't judging because that's who he was, you know. Uh, you know, he's a cool guy. He's in the dinosaur, so he's unique. And, uh, but one yeah. of my favorites I really that I really like is Jordan, Jordan Elliott, you know, just mm-hmm. because he's a young guy. He's one of the guys that I talk to a lot just because, you know, me and him rotate together when we's in there behind Larry and Sheldon. And uh, Sheldon, he's one of my favorites because he's a big guy, but he also got swag. But he's also been in this league for a minute, so I try to right. learn from him. You know, he was a pro bowler at one time. And like I mentioned, Larry O, you know, he's a guy that I be with during the offseason. You know, Porter, he, he's my guy, too. I work out with him uh, in the weight room. AC, my guy, you know, I hang out with him outside the facility. I've been around him a couple times. So, you know, each person brings something different. So all of them are my favorite. I ain't really got one in particular. Sheldon, Sheldon uh, tries to get a half sack from guys a lot here. <laughs> yeah, you you stand him, huh? but hey, I ain't mad at him. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, it's a productive league. You gotta be productive. So mm-hmm. if that's what he gotta do. You know, I ain't mad at him. So <laughs> trying to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a funniest teammate? Funniest? Who's funny? Uh, money, 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 funny. Money, Mitch. He's funny. That's what Ooh, Kendall uh, said too. Larry, Larry, yo, he's funny at the moment. But I ain't gonna lie. A lot of people say I'm funny. On be line, they be like I'm funny. Yeah. Man, I don't even try to be funny. I just try to be myself. Like I said, I'm always bring the energy, you know. Right. You know, I like to I like to joke a lot, but uh, I, I I tell them during the week I'm a joke all day during the week. Only time I'm gonna get serious is on Sunday. That's gonna be the time I'm gonna get serious. And right before the game, I might do a joke now. But me, uh, a lot of guys on the D line sound funny, you know. But I just I, like I mentioned back to that fun word. I just like to have fun. So talking about pregame, I heard you had a uh, playlist called New Orleans Bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I be listening to that New Orleans bounce, but I ain't gonna lie, I kind of fell off. I ain't gonna say I fell off, but I've been I've been listening to NBA Youngboy lately. You know? All right. Before every game, I gotta listen to NBA Youngboy. He just get me right before the game. That's not that's not falling off though. Top was fire. Top, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like top. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Top man, you can't go wrong. You know, uh, NBA Youngboy is a must. I listen to him before a game. So is he is he your favorite artist right now? Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you ask anybody. Who know me? You ask them what's my, who my favorite artist is. People that's close to me, they'll tell you NBA Youngboy. You know, uh, you know I like Drake too. I like Future. There's some guys out there, but you know NBA ain't got no Grammy just because of what he rap about. But at the end of the day, he one of the top, top ten, top five rappers to me. For sure, for sure. He's from New Orleans too, right? Yeah, NBA is from New Orleans. Yeah, he's from he from BR, but you know. All right, yeah, he's from Baton Rouge. Okay. Kevin Gates yeah. is from New Orleans, right? Gates, I listen to Gates too. He from yeah, he from out that way. Same with Weezy. 
Wayne, yeah, I, I love you. Can't go wrong. No. For me, you know, my top five would be like no particular order. You know, I gotta start off with Young Boy. I gotta go Drake. I gotta go Wayne. I gotta go Future. And who else? I, I like I like Gunner. I like it's some guys out there. Polo G, G Herbo, all them boy. I, I get a lot of uh, crap for like Young Boy for some reason, but I, I think he's really? a player. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, a lot of people can't. A lot of people, I get, don't get me wrong, I get the same thing. People be like, let me guess, you about to, as soon as I get in the car, people be like, let me guess, you about to put on Young Boy. Yeah, uh huh. They don't like it, they got uh, Uber service. You want Uber, <laughs> but now nah, if you're in my car, you for sure listen to NBA. Yeah, that, that's the move. Yeah. That's all we have for you, Vincent. Thank you so, so much for coming on to the show today. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me. Y'all got something special right here, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. We, we really appreciate that. Sure. And just good luck with the rest of the season. Keep taking appreciate it week it. by week and wishing you the best of luck. Bring that energy. Appreciate it. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Black Lions Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Also, make sure you all go give Vincent a follow on Instagram at primetime underscore 96 and on Twitter at ballout underscore 96. Huge thanks again to Vincent for taking his time to come on the show. It was an absolute pleasure. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the hottest underscore take pod. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.